When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Um, Lots, as always. What day? Are we ever going to start the show again? Not much to talk about. We'll just play some music. Um, I mean, it might happen one day. I don't know. But uh, certainly not this week with the developments moving very fast uh, in Afghanistan, of course. Uh, Joe Biden defending the US pull out in a statement to the American people last night. Although a very popular move to pull out of Afghanistan, the forever war. Uh, he uh, he is now facing quite a backlash as Americans are seeing not only the desperate pleas of Afghans and indeed many Americans to get out of the country, but just the abject chaos. And of course, the message it sends out around the world uh, about uh, the fact that America is only able to even evacuate its own citizens with the permission of some uh, Taliban fighters, which is quite bizarre. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the uh, Taliban have said that uh, if there's a delay past the 31st of August, that deadline set by Joe Biden, there will be consequences. What does he mean by that? Will they mean by that? Well, uh, we shall have to wait and see. But certainly we've seen 5,725 people evacuated by the RAF. So that'll be mostly British citizens, but also those Afghan interpreters and their families as well, who've been desperately trying to flee at Kabul airport. We've seen some horrific scenes there, closed to all uh, intents and purposes for 40 hours to allow people to be processed uh, but uh, Tony Blair has called the entire thing uh, tragic, dangerous and unnecessary. Well, let's talk about all of that. Plenty other stories besides with my guest joining me all this morning That's Darren Grimes, Director of Reasoned UK, a Conservative Channel. Good morning to you Darren. Morning Julia. Lovely to speak to you. Um, Let's uh, let's let's talk first of all about um, the various statements we've had in the last twenty four hours. Um, we understand that Boris Johnson is going to ask for more time to evacuate. Uh, there's a G seven summit, uh, virtual summit on Tuesday, where those leaders are going to discuss uh, you know, the, the pullout from Afghanistan. Uh, bearing in mind, by the way, that people you know often confuse the Afghanistan or Iraq situation. More than forty nations uh, joined the you know the Allied mm-hmm. forces uh, in Afghanistan in two thousand and one, including all NATO members, um, but. But of course, we now know that from leaked information that, that Joe Biden had promised those G7 leaders at the recent summit that you know, American troops would re- remain in as long as you know they needed to evacuate people and Kabul would be safe, as it turns out, uh, quite, quite wrong. But Joe Biden defended the US pullout and said, look, it would have been hard at any time to try and evacuate all these people. Um, is he telling porky pies? Well, I, I think there's a certain element of, well, especially with the statements from the likes of Tony Blair, right? There's an element of marking your own homework, sort of. <laughs> so I'm sort of, I'm a little bit dubious about statements like that. But I do think the president, in what has been quite extraordinary for the likes of CNN, 
for the likes of the New York Times. You know better than anyone, Julia, how much the New York Times went absolutely mental over the likes of Brexit and Donald Trump. It had what we call Trump derangement syndrome. Even they, Julia, are now criticising the American president and saying, hang on a minute, how could we have got this so badly wrong? So when they're turning around and criticising their man, who they've almost threatened as a sort of messiah, I think you, you calls into question the sort of competence of the American president. And, and yet, you know, and yet 70 percent of Democrats, certainly until a week ago, were supporting the pullout. There's very much this view and, and, and on, on very much on the you, you'd, you'd think perhaps on the conservative side, you know, the Trump side, get out of these wars. It was Trump that did that deal with the mm. Taliban last uh, year. Uh, and yet, of course, actually, there was greater support for pulling out from the Democrat side, according to the polls. And many on the sort of the liberal side saying, you know, we, we shouldn't be involved in these interventionist wars. We should uh, we, we shouldn't go in. And, and yet, what did they think the consequences would be? Even if we weren't seeing these chaotic scenes at Kabul airport and even if it had been done over a few months, what did they think everything? I mean, did what they thought it was going to be a Lib Dem coalition? Did they? What did they? What on earth did they expect would happen? And even the Americans, when they knew they were going to pull out, they weren't saying the Taliban are completely defeated; they won't be back in power. Um, they, they they just said we think it will take ninety days before they take the country, and then it was thirty days, and as it turned out, I think it was nine. Um, mm. uh, it, it was a when, not an if. Um, and and we, and we see the consequences of that. Um, that statement from the the Taliban spokesman in Doha um, that you know that, that, that this deadline had been decided by Joe Biden, thirty first of August, which is next Tuesday, Tuesday next week, um, is of course ahead of September the eleventh. So everyone says um, an arbitrary date chosen to get out. Not it's the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. It's not. It's mm-hmm. the it's the last thing you could possibly say from an arbitrary date. But if they said no, that's the deal. They're supposed to be out. And if the American troops and other troops are still in the country after 31st of August made it very clear there will be consequences. Um, (laughs) Then we're in different territory, aren't we? Now, the point at which uh, American troops are fired on is one thing having the Taliban standing outside Kabul airport and, and, you know, beating... Um, beating people trying to flee the country. If they start firing on American evacuees or American troops, then, then you know, it's game on at that point. At that point, it becomes untenable for America to flee, surely. Yes, and I think it, it, it we've sort of, in a way, I fear that we've actually emboldened them, right, by saying the likes of Russia and China. China are already in Afghanistan now, right? China have signed up with mining deals. There, there's talk of them even getting a load of lithium from, from that, which, of course, we need with yeah. all the batteries that we're producing at the minute for electric cars and all the rest of it. And I'm worried that actually what we've done is given that we've seen Taliban spokespeople on the likes of certain broadcasters, which I won't name now. But the the fact of the matter is, I think we have done the best PR job we possibly could for these people. And of course, they don't want us there by September 11th, because that's the best possible for them. That's a reminder of what they did and the atrocities that they helped, really. Let's be honest, they, they, they would cover and offered succor and support to some of the worst organizations, terrorist organizations in the world. And I'm afraid that what we've done is actually embolden these people yeah, well, embolden our enemies well, around the world. But this is where, and I know you, you were rather scathing of Tony Blair, and I was pointing out last week, it's funny, you can't get Tony Blair off the airwaves normally, giving his tuppence worth on Brexit mm. or, or anything else. But oh, he, was, he was strangely you know, quiet all last week. 
Well, not anymore. He wrote a statement uh, on his uh, institute website and then did an interview where he said that the decision, the the decision to withdraw was based on this slogan, no more, you know, end the forever wars. And this was something Joe Biden campaigned on. I mean, he said he was going to do it. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, But he, Tony Blair said this was imbecilic, bearing in mind, of course, Tony Blair as the man who, who brought us into that war. But he also said the actual decision and how it's being done has turned out to be tragic, dangerous, he says also, and unnecessary. And the, the UK now, as a result of what's happened, risks becoming a sort of a second tier nation. And the only people cheering this on are enemies of the West. Um, I'm more of a fan of Tony Blair than you are. I mean, on Brexit, I couldn't more fundamentally disagree with him. And on many domestic issues, I think personally on the foreign policy issue, I think he had it bang on. I really do. Uh, and I know it's incredibly unfashionable to say that. But you know me, I always give my honest opinion. Mm. Um, and um, I, I, can you disagree with a single word that he said on this? Well, there's sort of this this trope comes ac- across quite a lot from people like Tony Blair, who I would argue is quite technocratic in his okay. outlook. Um, I actually think that being a, a middle ranking power, not getting involved in wars abroad and all the rest of it, I'm okay with that. And I imagine a lot of the British people are as well. Mm. The only problem, so I wouldn't have got involved in the first place, Julia, to be honest with you. But my problem is that the withdrawal has been handled so appallingly that we have left and put British citizens, let's not forget, or those that basically put their lives at risk in helping this Mm. country are in real danger. And that to me is unforgivable. Well, look, I I think there there are two perfectly reasonable and and sensible positions to have one of which is not our problem mate shouldn't have got involved once we're involved should have got out as soon as possible sorry bad things happen in other countries we're not the world's policemen not our problem move along and the other is we need to be involved and we need we have a duty we have a moral duty to protect these people and and what i find unfathomable is people who try and sit in the middle, which is like, oh, we shouldn't get involved, or we can't lose any lives. We're like, oh, oh, but it's terrible because because women and children are dying at Kabul airport and, and we're not doing anything. Pick a side. I mean, there mm. are consequences to decisions, to actions, mm-hmm. and we need to understand them. And I think one of the things that Tony Blair has been making the point about, and, and a number of other, you know, long-term activists, you know, people who are really expert in this field, in the military and in and NGOs, and I've been speaking to so many of those over the last week, is that this is a long game. The Taliban are perfectly happy to go and sit in their villages, bury those Kalashnikovs for 20 years, and just sit and wait and bide it out. They will wait generations if necessary, and they will be back we are sort of one electoral cycle away always from changing a policy or even just like a a, one opinion poll away from changing a policy and we are in an existential battle with we're battle with with uh, you know islamic extremism we're an existential battle with china with 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 the totalitarian authoritarian forces some of which by the way are now in our own country since covid Mm. And I think we in the West and people who value Western liberal democratic uh, values, I I really think we need to wake up and understand that this stuff doesn't just come out of the sky. People have to fight for it, and yes, yeah, sometimes people have to die for it. And that and that actually, you know, we 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 need to kind of sometimes, you know, put our money where our mouths are. Well, I, I, I sort of I'm not sure I do agree with that, to be honest with you, Julia, because if I think of my granddad's generation, for example, he served in Korea in the 50s with the Durham Light Infantry. And I look at that country now as in South Korea, I can see the benefits of 
intervention. I can see the benefits of defending freedom and liberty. Look at how much of a beacon for hope yeah. it is around the world, especially compared to the North, and that his sacrifice, what, what might have been a sacrifice, he could have died out there, and for someone from County Durham to go out to Korea yeah. and fight for those values. But I just don't think you can say the same thing in Afghanistan. Trillions of quid spent for what, Julia? They've now got the, some of the best equipment yeah. in the world in the Taliban's hands. And you just think, what did all those boys die for? That's my real Yeah, and I, and I agree with you. I, I, that's the thing, I, it, it, especially now. I mean, and the other point, and you made that very valid point a few moments ago, the what was $1 trillion worth of precious metals, and crucially, lithium, absolutely vital for the batteries used mm -hmm. in the electric cars. Um, and China is busy going, hi, would you like us to mine it for you? I and mean, they've been doing this around Africa and Asia already. There's, yes. Going in, doing, you know, we are... The, 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 the military political, diplomatic and economic um, repercussions of this are going to be felt for decades. And I just don't think a lot of people have woken up to, to these things. This is a, a very, very uh, more significant than I think a lot of people think, other than just the, the horrors of what we're seeing at Kabul Airport. And, and that really is, I mean, those scenes are just awful. And I don't know about you, but watching it, it's, I mean, some of the reports on, on the TV are just harrowing. And mm -hmm. um, and reporters, you know, reporters who've been in war, they're not, you know, it's not like me turning up going, oh, this is all scary and awful. These are these are battle hardened uh, reporters. Um, but but the the especially watching the the US and the British troops having to stand there, sort of powerless, seeing these families, you know, in thirty degree heat with young children who will uh, who are so desperate to get out of the country that they will just sort of sit there for you know a week just on the hope and may possibly face death if they leave the, the compound. Um, it must be absolutely harrowing for our, our incredible servicemen and women. I can't imagine anything more tragic than watching a mother hand over her what looks yeah. like a newborn baby to a, an unknown officer because they reckon that actually that child's going to have a better chance of life at life if it's given to some random bloke yeah. over being with its own mother. That is a tragic and utterly heartbreaking scene. And the fact that we've put people in that position, I think, is utterly tragic in and of itself. Yeah. We must have known this was going to happen, Julia. The intelligence can't have got it that wrong. Come yeah, on. That's the thing. Well, again, they did know it was going to happen. They just didn't think it was going to happen as soon. And that, that's yeah. the chaos. Well, we'll talk more about this. Lots of other topics to discuss as well, including those COVID antibody tests. And I have a funny feeling the eco-hypocrite to end them all Prince Harry may come up as well. Darren Grimes is joining me. We'll look at the front pages in just a few moments. Don't forget, the fastest growing radio station on the planet is now on your TV. Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.